Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus. This is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, this past Sunday, you kicked off a new Sunday morning series that you just titled Identity. Identity, it is huge in conversations today. It's on the news, it's everywhere, and we're so glad to have each of our listeners listening to us, and we did. We launched the first part of this three-part series about uh, who we are, who am I, who are you, and in this first lesson, we talked about discovering who I am in Christ. The second part will be discovering my purpose is designed by Christ. And then the third part will be discovering that my destiny is with Christ. And, and, you know, there was a time a long time ago when we talked about identity as a matter of putting your name on your book bag, book bag or on your pencil box or things like that, just possession. But in our culture today, when we talk about identity, there's a lot of concern and confusion about who I am. I may look a certain way, but my insides may tell me I'm something else. And so what we did with this opening series is try to just walk through some concepts of that. You know, our identity defines our purpose and our value. Uh, I have a cat at home, and basically all he does is sleep and eat. Um, when I come in from a day, he doesn't say, did you have a good day? He doesn't do that. Uh, his his biggest concern of a day is, which bed am I going to sleep on today? So, so he doesn't have a lot of purpose in my view of things. And when we don't understand our purpose, our value, we just kind of get lost. And that's reflected in our behavior, our choices, and who we are. Uh, we have a lot of people in our community who are just living like animals. Uh, they don't realize that God made them for a reason. And so really in this first lesson, what we talked about was the three main sources of our identity. It comes from the world, comes from within ourselves, or comes from God. And we kind of walk through how God has made us and God has defined who we are, and God has a, a unique position for us. We're not part of the animal kingdom. We're the pinnacle or the top of the creation. And then we kind of wrap the sermon up by talking about how Jesus, as a good shepherd, he identifies his sheep by name. There's an identity with that. He leads us, and he is invested in us. And and the the closing statement we really had is when you find your identity in God, you'll stop trying to find your identity through people. And that is a concern. What you say about me, what others say about me, sometimes shapes who we think we are. Our identity comes from God, and that is a uh, very important aspect of looking at this. Yeah, Roger, you have been preaching for a long time. How many years now have you been preaching? Uh, Full-time, 43, but totally about 45. All right, that's a long time. And so I'm guessing it is not a coincidence when you mapped out Lesson 1, 2, and 3 in this series that you had three verbs that all begin with D. 
or that that seems to be a very preacher like thing to do. I do that. So you you emphasized lesson one, the discovery of who I am in Jesus. Uh, lesson two is going to be my purpose is designed by God. Lesson three, my destiny is with Christ. Discovery, design, destiny. It seems like we live in a world that is looking for a fourth D. Rather than discovering who I am as created by God, it seems like a lot of people would rather determine for themselves. And so let me just kind of put you on the spot here before we get to those three sources. What is the difference, do you think, between discovering who God created me to be and, well, I'm just going to determine for myself who I want to be. What's the difference between discovery and determination? Well, the the main difference is just the origin. Uh, discovery is already there. I just got to find it. Yeah. You know, uh, when when Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean balloon in 1492, as we kind of remind ourselves of that, uh, he wa- he wasn't developing new islands and land. They were already there. He just had to find them. And so God has already determined who we are. We just got to find that, discover that. But when I determine or declare, that's another great D word people are using today. Basically, they're saying, I I am making it up myself. And so, you know, regardless of what someone else has said, regardless of what God says, I say I am this. And so I become the creator. I become the maker. I have decided what I will be. And the problem of that is that's just not the way it is. And uh, especially in our upcoming lesson, we're going to really talk about how some of those things just cannot be. And so that's that's really the main difference between those two. Yeah, it, it makes me think of Paul in Romans chapter 1. And I have a feeling somewhere along in this series you might go back there. But Romans chapter 1, Paul talks about in verse 21, people who should have known there was a God, should have been willing to honor him and give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. It sure does seem to me like, okay, if I am going to assume that I have the right to determine, God is warning me that is the pathway of futility and foolishness. I like your use of discovering. God has already determined. He's the creator. He's the determinator, if you will. It's up to us to be humble enough to discover and then honor him as the creator. That really was fleshed out for us in your lesson, this part one, with these three sources of identity. You've already highlighted them for us uh, from the world, from within ourselves, or from God. Uh, For those who haven't had the opportunity to watch or listen yet, or for those of us who did, you established that really there are three different goals. Why don't you remind us of what those goals are? Sure. From the world, it's, it's a sense of personal happiness. That's the goal. And so you're going to do whatever you have to do to 
fulfill what you think or how you define happiness. And that's why so many people are always, you know, they have that carrot in front of them. If I could just get that bigger house, if I get the newer car, if I could get this, if I, you know, it's always chasing something. And what they're chasing is this idea, this utopia in their mind of what happiness is. And so their identity comes from how the world sees them. Someone sees you driving up in a very expensive car. Wow. Look at you. And there's a sense of worth. Or someone sees, man, what, you know, those are expensive clothes you're wearing. Or that's a very expensive bag you have. I, I was watching an episode of Law and Order the other day and, and somebody on that episode, they, they claim to have a handbag that costs $20,000. Oh <laughs> I can't imagine $20,000 for a purse. But for some people that say, yeah, that, that's, that's very common. It's very simple. Well, why would you do that? You would do that because you're trying to impress somebody. That's where the world gets their identity. That's where Hollywood plays such a major, major uh, part of people's lives. You know, you're in a grocery store and there's those magazines in the checkout. It's always about who's who in Hollywood. Uh, it's never about people in central Indiana. You know, it's never about the farmer down the road. It's never <laughs> about the plumber come to your house. It's always Hollywood. It's always how they look, how they dress, where they live. And, and people look at that and what it does is say, man, I wish I was that. I wish I was that. And that's where the sense of the world defines who I am. And for a lot of people, they say, I'm a nobody. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I haven't been anywhere. I don't have a lot. I'm stuck here in Indiana. I don't live in California. I don't live in London. So I'm just nobody going nowhere. And their sense of self-worth is gone simply because who they think they are has to be defined by the world standards. Yeah, I thought one of the most poignant moments of your sermon on Sunday morning was when you talked about how many define themselves or allow themselves to be defined by their occupation. What do you do for a living? And then you just very pointedly asked, well, what happens when I can't do that anymore? And that is, I, uh, go ahead. I, I well, think you were I was about to say, um, you know, you know, the, the present tense would be, you know, you know, who are you? Well, you know, I am a painter. Who are you? I'm a preacher. Who are you? I, I am a teacher. I am a student. We define that in present tense. But when this goes to the past tense, I am retired and no longer do those things. Then who am I? Now what? I, I used to be a teacher. I used to be an engineer. Well, what are you today? Uh, I don't know. And seeing that's that's the problem when the world becomes your identity. Yeah. John in first John one or first John chapter two, I should say, verse seventeen reminds us in very straightforward terms, the world is passing away along with its desires. And so clearly what God is doing in his revelation to mankind is challenging us, why would you allow something that is passing away to define who you are? It's not the world. The goal of the world identifying me oftentimes is personal happiness. Okay, what is the goal of finding identity from within myself? That's about connecting with your inner feelings. Uh, it's, it's just... Uh, fulfilling myself. And, and there's a lot of slogans you, you, we hear today, you know, be true to yourself, listen to your heart, follow your heart, you know, and it's just, and, and it's just this, you know, this is who I think I am. This is, this is what my heart tells me. And, and, and this is where a lot of this gender identity, uh, confusion's coming from. Somebody says, well, you know, I was born a certain gender, but I feel like 
I'm another gender. And so the the identity from within just says, well, be true to yourself. And whatever you believe, that's what you are. And that, again, leads to all kinds of complications and difficulties and troubles. One of the passages that you brought up in the middle of your sermon, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. You know, you've got a lot of grandkids. I've got a a house full of girls who love Disney movies. You're not going to see Jeremiah 17, verse 9 in a Disney movie. In fact, it goes exactly opposite of the way that much of popular entertainment and culture uh, preaches at us today, but about 2,600 years ago, God, through the prophet, warned the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. What do you think he's communicating there through Jeremiah? Well, your your heart is just not the compass. Uh, Your heart can be misleading. And, and, you know, when you say listen to your heart or be true to your heart, only please yourself, well, you you know, your heart changes. Your your feelings change. You know, what you like one day is not what you like the next day. It can be influenced by so many factors. Uh, you know, you can be influenced by people around you. You can be influenced by Hollywood. So, so many factors can change that. And so here I am and be true to myself. This is how I feel today. But I'm around a group of people and they don't feel that way, but I want to fit in. So I follow that. Well, then, then where's my heart? I'm, I'm constantly changing. It's not, it's not something that's, uh, stagnant. It's not something that's steady and absolute and always going to be there. It's just going to go back and forth. And that, that is no way to live. That's not the way God wants us to live. And so, so the heart is not the measure of right and wrong. Um, that's why there is GPS on our phones. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I know where I'm going. Well, you don't. You're lost. That's why you had to put it in on your phone and find the address because our heart can mislead us. And, and so, so that, that, that's just not a good standard. And again, when society and our culture is trying to define itself, and I think right now more people are leaning in that direction than even the world, uh, they're going to be confused even more, and they're going to be disappointed even more, because that's not the way God has made us. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how it, you just very briefly touched on it, but so many previous generations grew up, especially in our country, being told you can do whatever you want to do. I had not thought about this subtle transition from you can do whatever you want to do to you can be whatever you want to be. Right. And so, you know, I I don't think, you know, we see movements in culture. And I don't think transgender, the changing of your gender is the end. I think it's going to go beyond there. And so if somebody can say, I can change my gender, why cannot change my race? Why can I not change my age? Why can I not change my species? And, and you know, and, and where does that go? And, you know, there, there, once that barn door is open, there is no closing that. And so as goofy as that may sound like, somebody may come up to us one day and say, I am an alien, and think, you look like a human being. Well, I look like a human being, but I really feel like I'm an alien. Somebody else may walk up to us and say, you know, I'm a cow. Well, you look like a human being. You have to walk on two legs. Well, inside I feel like a cow. I mean, you know, right now we think that's ridiculous. 
but so what these very thoughts we're discussing right now had been 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and so there seems to be no stopping of where culture wants to be. And all of this is based upon someone trying to find out who am I? And God has already told us those things. Sounds a lot like that futility of thinking that we referenced earlier from Romans chapter 1. Okay, so the world is passing away, First John chapter 2. I shouldn't allow the world to be the great determiner of who I am. My heart is deceitful above all things. At, at times I can even lie to myself. And so I need some objective standard outside of myself, that's what led you in point three to God. What is the great goal of allowing God to define who I am? Well, God made us, I believe, to glorify him and to honor him. And and we do that to start with when we understand our purpose and who we are. And when we quit trying to play games with ourselves or chase these ideas, it's just not true. Uh, we will never be what God wants us to be. You, know, you, you you can have a fly on your wall and you can go get your hammer and hit it. <laughs> uh, it will kill a fly, but you're going, that's not what hammers are made for. They're not fly swatters. And, and so when we're not used the way God has made us, uh, on, on the surface, it looks like we're getting around pretty good. We're functioning okay, but we're not because that's not the way God has made us. Yeah. So here we are in the middle of the week. Let me ask you one more thing before we wrap up here. You said glorifying God is the great goal. And I would certainly agree with you. The Apostle Paul would agree with you. Here it is Wednesday. We hear that word in sermons, Bible classes, songs, if you're riding along with somebody on the way to breakfast today and they ask you, Roger, what does it really mean just in everyday terms to glorify God? How would you answer that? Yeah, you know, it, it sounds like we're, we're, in, we're in a constant state of worship, and, and I don't think that's what that is. It's to honor God. And I, and I love this passage. We'll, we'll be using this in our sermon uh, in the next week in Acts 13, verse 36, about David. It says, For David, after he served the purpose of God, his own generation fell asleep, was laid among his fathers, and underwent decay. He served the purpose of God. Hmm. I believe God made us on purpose purpose for a purpose. We're not an accident. We're not just a blob of cells that happen to get the right temperature in the water and we just crawled out. And No, God made us. God made us male. God made us female. God made us exactly who we are. And it was made us for a reason, for a purpose. And I glorify God when I do that. It's not trying to get the most money before I die. It's not living in the biggest house. It's not impressing people I don't even like. It's about putting God first in my life. And so I'm going to be a servant. I'm going to have a heart of kindness. I'm going to walk like Jesus walked. That, 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 those all are attributes of how we're going to honor and glorify God. Identity, discovering who I am in Christ, such a important foundational principle. And Roger, we so appreciate you introducing that three-part series for us this past Sunday morning. To our listeners, if you have not had the opportunity to watch or to listen to that sermon, please, you would be well served by going to charlestownroad.org or our sermon podcast feed available just by searching Charlestown Road Church of Christ. 
These are foundational principles we cannot take for granted in the 21st century. We appreciate, Roger, your efforts along those lines. It is Wednesday. We're looking forward. This past week, of course, we had a special series of lessons, but we're looking forward to getting back to our regularly scheduled Bible classes. You're going to be teaching in the auditorium. Yes, we're continuing our series on maturity. We're calling it the Marks of Maturity. And the first thing we're going to do this evening is we're going to go back and connect with our series on fellowship. What does maturity and fellowship look like together? And we'll, we'll start with there and then start peeling off some more layers on this subject. In our Building Blocks track of studies for the month on Wednesdays, we're exploring what is baptism. Last or two Wednesdays ago, I should say, we talked about baptism as a funeral. Tonight, Lord willing, 7 o'clock p.m., we're going to talk about baptism as a birth. Whomever you are, we would love to have you join us for Bible class. Roger, this was part one of a three-part series. You've got part two scheduled for this coming Sunday morning. Absolutely. We're going to continue with identity, and we're going to talk about my purpose is designed by Christ. We're going to really look at this idea that God made you on purpose for a purpose, and we're going to try to find out what that purpose really is and explore that. We'll touch just a little bit more on identity, and and that's just a, a valuable thing we need to look at. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. We would love to see you at 7 o'clock tonight. We're already looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us. 